0: Just a quick warning, this podcast series contains discussions about crime, trauma,
1: sexual abuse, drug use and suicide. Listener discretion is advised. I used to rob banks in the 80s and 90s and did 23 years in prison in three different states. It took 30 years to talk about the sexual abuse that happened to me and the spiral into crime, addiction and depression that all occurred as a result. Now, having turned my life around, I talk openly to inspirational people about trauma, survival, transformation and hope. I am Russell Mansart and this is The Stick Up. Welcome to part two of my chat with former Australian professional boxer Danny Green, The Green Machine. If you haven't already, go back and listen to part one where Danny talks about his upbringing and how he fell in love with boxing and those early fights. Known for his toughness, his world title wins and his appearance in the 2000 Olympic games and for being a bloody good bloke. This is part two of the Stick Up with champion fighter, Danny Green. The fights between Mundine they become. What was the process with that? Like, you were calling each other out for a bit before it, you know what I mean? There was a lot of anticipation. One of the biggest Australian fights ever. You know, debated anticipation. Everyone wanted it to happen, and, you know, and it divided the country a lot. You're either Greenie or Mundine Sounds weren't you? Yeah, the the, the first
0: chalk fight, and this is a part I like saying, it's the highest pay per view. It's the biggest pay per view in the history of, of, mm. of boxing in this country yeah. for two Aussie fighters. Yeah. Me and Roy's number two, and then. Myself and Mundine's remakes, number three, we've got the highest three, we've got the highest pay per views, the th- top three. Mm. Um, and no one's going to touch number one. No, no, no one's going to touch that. People are quick to forget that. back in the day when we were doing it, mm. we didn't have all these News Limited, Channel 9, Foxtel, Main Event, Fo- uh, Fox Sports under one roof. They're all separate, they're all working against each other to get mm. stories. This guy get a story, or these these won't do it. Or this guy does a story, we won't do it. So we're fighting to get stories. Now they're on under one banner. They're all spewing out stories left, right, and centre, and they're sharing stories. These guys now have got a dream run. The Last three or four years, have had a dream run with paper views, trying because they've just got everything. they they got so many journo's sharing stories. are well, back and we did it. You know, it was real. It was it was it was newsworthy. Yeah. And um, you know, it was it was a big deal. It was I didn't realise how big a deal it was when you're in the middle of doing it, and you look back a far out. It it's kind of massive. Wayne was on Current Affair.
1: Yeah. It was bonkers, but the media created a lot of it. Yeah. There's a lot of hype around these fights, and I was in jail. I was in jail and, um, in Arthur Gory Correctional Center in Brisbane, I remember when it went happened, and, um, and it's back then you're just hearing the results and there's no life, you don't get, you don't get to watch anything like that, so you fucking, you wait until the 11 o'clock news and it comes over and, you know. Sports Tonight. Yeah, yeah, you get something like that, and, um. Wow, what a lead up to that fight. Give us a in on that.
0: I'd never seen Choc ever in the flesh. I walked past him once in Surrey Hills and he was on the wall and leaning on the wall waiting for someone to come. and I walked past him and I did look at him and he didn't know me, I didn't know him. Mm. And um, I just moved to Sydney I just seen this bloke. I went, that's, that's Anthony Mundane because I watched his first brother. so I knew who he was. I was keeping an eye on him because he's in my weight division. Mm. And then one, one night after he fought, he was doing really well. One night after his fight, the commentator in the ring said, mate, what do you think about this up-and-coming bloke from uh, uh, Sydney with Trans, Fennec, um green? What do you think about him? And I had like six fights and knocked out a guy that had gone... Um, eight rounds of him, I knocked him out in two rounds. And they asked, so they asked him, what about me? And Chuck goes, ah, oh, he's a bum, you know, he's fucking, he's nothing, he's a bum, I'll knock him out. It was just a comment. Yeah. yeah. Nothing personal, it was just a comment. And yeah. so then they asked me about well, that, the next time I thought well, what, what do you think about Anthony Mundine's comments? I said, whatever, no, that doesn't bother me, well, I'll fight him, let's get on. Mm. So then because I, I was on a bit of a uh, hot streak, mm. um, you know, it just went that way. And then he'd say something, and you know, I'd say something, but I'd, I'd reply. And then Fenny got involved, you know, Jeff, um, Jeff's really outspoken. So Jeff got involved and it just blew up. And then somehow it turned into black and white. Yeah. i don't know who the fuck turned into black and white mm. nothing to do with me yeah so I, I know
1: plenty of stories of you stuff know, you've done in indigenous community. so i,
0: I mm. don't know how that my old man raised me you know a, a, a very you know particular way mm. and and that was you know my old man had a lot of respect for the indigenous community and he a lot of black fellow friends back home mm. from the bush and you know see they loved him and he loved mm. them and that's the way we grew up mm. so i don't know where they come from and then. Chok being uh, converted um, to, to Islam, mm. being an indigenous um, Muslim in this country, and then me being, you know, uh, an Anglo-Saxon white fella, um, you know, it was a match made in heaven for the media. Yeah. So they ran with it. And then everyone, and unfortunately, but Chalk didn't help himself. Mm. Chok didn't do himself any favours. Mm. And so, you know, our, our rivalry has, has been absolutely authentic mm. and genuine. And that's why it worked because you can't. Aussie smell shit in this mm. country. So you, we couldn't have faked it. We couldn't have pulled the wool over people's eyes for that long if it wasn't real. I don't dislike
1: and, and Now we're finished. we are finished. We've got a lot of love each other. You know, chock and I, you know. When he finished, I remember you'd done a really nice tribute to him on Instagram and said, you know, you've done a really nice thing about what an amazing athlete and, and that sort of thing. He is, like, man. Yeah. Fuck,
0: he's a, he's, a, he's a premiership player for the NRL. Mm. He's, a, he's a world champion fighter. Like you know, to do that, you're a gifted, you're a very gifted individual to be able to do that. Yeah. And I knew how strong Chalk was going to be. People don't give Chalk uh, credit for his strength. You don't play first grade, first grade rugby league unless you're a powerful, explosive, strong man. Mm-hmm. You don't win a premiership doing that. You don't mm-hmm. star in the game if you're not a strong, explosive man. So I knew firsthand when I got in the ring with the bloke that he was going to be strong. And when he, when we first grappled, I went, yeah. I'm glad I've prepared for this because this guy's fucking strong. But you are to out for your strength too. Yeah, so we're both strong guys. But on the night, mm. the first fight, so then it just it went, it blew up, mate. We, mm. we didn't see each other. I'd never seen him in the flesh apart from that time in Surrey was mm. I walked past him. Never, we had separate weigh-ins, separate press conferences because mm. the guys that he was hanging around with, the guys I was with, my, my crew, were quiet. Mm. We're not going to take shit, but we're not going to start it. Mm. A lot of guys around Choc at that stage were we're yapping, and mm. these are the, these are the seagulls. You know, the mm. seagulls out there mm. looking for a chip. Yeah. They, they, they can't get fuck all else, so they'll get a chip out here, get a chip out here, and you know maybe pick up a scrap over there. Mm. And so that was kind of that was always creating trouble. So we had separate ways and separate press conferences mm. because there was it was there was gonna something was gonna go down we yeah. didn't need to have it. so we had the fight and Chuck won the fight you won know won the first fight fair and square was, it was huge you know he, he you won. come
1: out the Robert De Niro taxi driver you come out with the motor and the, the got green got bored the day before I was bored shitless mm. like yeah it's cut my hair
0: it's a terrible haircut shocker but uh oh, I wasn't winning that fight mate I, mm. I had to you know People are going to say, making excuses. It's not an excuse, it's a fact. I had to lose 10 kilograms, and I shouldn't have been at that weight. The last time I fought at super middleweight was in March uh, 2005. We fought May 2006, so 14 months I hadn't been at that weight. The next time before that, that I'd been at super middleweight was in December 20, 2003. So I hadn't made super middleweight more than two times in the last three years. Uh, My body had filled out. But the opportunity was to fight at super middleweight. I get that. What's what what's that? Seventy six point two. So right now I weigh seventy nine, Russ. I got down to seventy five point nine at weigh-in. Yeah. You take off take, and yeah, and yeah, yeah, and what, take How off old that? are you now? Forty nine.
1: Yeah, it takes, and it's a lot harder. Like, when you, you get older, it's yeah. harder to lose yeah. weight. But I read in your book, and I was reading it about the, the torture that you had with losing weight, and that sort of some of the the, the lengths that you took yourself to to get yourself down the weight.
0: Yeah, I mean, I take nothing away from Chalk's victory. Full credit mm. to Chalky. He, he boxed beautifully. Mm. He, he boxed he boxed me ears off that night. Mm. I, but you know, I maintain I I walked forward the whole night. I was I was less than three percent body fat. And this isn't a scan this isn't a caliper pinch test this is an x-ray of your body mm. a month out we 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 realized you we knew we're told by um, my specialist you're gonna have to go catabolic your body's gonna have to eat itself you need to lose four kilograms of muscle because you don't have any fat left and when you get down to four percent you're on your bones mm. and then you fucking go down three percent you take a vital fat 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 from your vital organs mm. and you start chewing it from your brain very unhealthy i was almost anorexic mm. so i don't know how i lasted but i got a big will man mm. so and I had the whole country, well, whole, I had many people on my side wanting me to win. So I was very, very um, conscious of that fact. But it was, and emotionally I was shot, mate. Because, yeah. you know, two months before the fight, my brother lost his daughter. Yeah. And uh, she, she she, passed away from Sid's young Sophie. Mm-hmm. And that was a month out that we postponed the fight for a month. I said I had a back injury. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anyone. Didn't tell anyone's business. Mm-hmm. But very difficult, mate, when you're leaving the change rooms and you've just taped a photo of your late niece to your hand, four-month-old niece to your glove, yeah. and you're giving your brother, her father, a, a hug, and you're both weeping, and then mm. literally wipe the tears and walk out to go and fight. Mm. It's not the space, that's not the space that a professional fighter at the elite level um, should ever be in. And mm. so these aren't excuses. I learnt from it. Mm. I learnt, and I'll teach other fighters, mate, there's something going on in your life or whatever, you need to get that right because you got to you got to shut it out. Mm. You can't. Some people can, you couldn't f- shut that out. There's not a hope. You can't shut open. that out. I mean, some people yeah. can fight an emotion, but that emotion's different. That's yeah. that's that's emotion that that, that mm. draw that draws so much. And I'm very close to my brother, so mm. you know it was a very very difficult time. It was almost like I was watching what was going on. I think the only reason on, that chalk didn't knock me out because I was a fucking ghost as mm. a human being, as a physical specimen. I was a ghost mm. on that night. And the reason he did knock me out is because nothing was going to stop me. I think a mm. tank could have shot me and I'd keep going because mm. I was just so determined to do to win for my family, my brother and my mm. late niece, try and shine a bit of light. That's what I thought was going to make a difference, but it wouldn't have made a difference. And it turns out, you know, Chok was victorious and full credit to Chok for that win. Yeah. You know, he prepared like a champion, fought like a champion, did what he had to do, mate. Yeah. And he's a great fighter, And then, um, but it pisses me off that we took 10 years to do the rematch. Yeah. 10 and years does that 10 mean, years I, mean, I do not think it was that long ten Yeah man we had, a, we, we, had a, we had an immediate re- Longer We had an immediate Rematch clause in the contract Me and Coda So me and Coda And Justin My guy um, Molly We sat down And did the contract And the good thing about Coda Is we did a contract And Sorry Coda Nass is Chocks manager and, and now looks after Sonny Bill And mm. ha- looks after you know Other um, high profile athletes And Coda's a man of his word He's all about, wo- he's all about His word Is his bond mate. Mm. And um, his handshake Is his bond and he's not wavered from that, um, that's who he is mate, mm. he's not wavered, and he never will waver because that's mm. who he is, you know, he's a, a stand up guy, and <laughs> he's a fucking, a lot of guys don't like dealing with him, a lot of people don't know how to handle him and don't like dealing with him, but i got nothing but good things to say about the bloke because everything he said he's done and everything we said we'd do, we've done. Yeah. So very great, and mate, both the fights, like, the biggest fight in Australian boxing history was done on a handshake, Russ. A handshake couldn't be done these days. And then the, the rematch in 2017 was done on a handshake, Russ. Yeah. Again, because we learned. Yeah. We learned from experience. This guy, we'll do what we do. We do what we say, and you're gonna do what you say. We're sweet. So Justin and Coda and I have a very good relationship. And then even now, I'm dealing with Coda and dealt with Coda when he's he fought. He's Sunday. picking up
1: the don.e he? Yeah. Can yeah. are gonna have
0: lunch with the bloke. Yeah. yeah We've got, we got a, a lifelong relationship built through trust. Yeah. And built through actions so yeah, it took a while i tried to get coda was trying to get Chock to fight me as well but you know Chuck's a man
1: who does what he does what he wants to do yeah and that's you know good on the bloke Would it be fair like you know there's obviously i well, look from from my point of view you, should, you guys should love each other because you made a shitload of money out of each other you i know do love the yeah yeah and that's good to air that out you know what i mean you, you know what i mean and and, and as I, i'll just go back to what you said you said beautiful words about him when he retired yeah, Chock's, Chock's not the guy that the media painted him out to be. Chock fucked up
0: and made some mistakes. He's got to hold himself accountable for the mm. things that he said. But you know what? Some of the things that Chuck said, I agree with. Yeah. I can't remember. Some of the things he said, I said, yeah, mate, I'm with you. I'm back. You're bang on there. Some of the things he said are bullshit mm. and stupid. He probably could have worded him better. Yeah, his intent wasn't wrong and some of the things he's trying to say. His delivery was pretty ordinary. He yeah. could have got through and cut through if his delivery was better and mm. just thought about it a bit better. And to see people, to ha- to help people see his point, yeah, you know. But um, no, I got. have I've, I've always had respect for the man, and um, you know, I, I think uh, he's he's a he's a guy that, if you meet him and people spend time with him, they go, they have a totally like I'm the guy who's been singing his praises for a long time, even back when we were in the middle of that career, and yeah, the only thing I know is Chuck I'm a better fighter. That's who I give a fuck about. Him. I'm the I'm the man. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and he was had the same. Yeah, yeah. he was had the same. Yeah, but yeah. um, you know, that's beautiful. And that's, and that's why our competitive genuine uh, rivalry is competitive. It'll be to the day genuine, we're yeah. gone, we will always... He'll tell you he's a better fighter, but I know I'm a better fighter there, Chuck. So,
1: you know. I heard of two stories. I, I, look, like boys were telling me him going in Long Bay, dressed in good clothes and that, and him walking out dressed in a you know, prison uniform because he'd given all his clothes away and his shoes and he's got a pair of thongs on. Uh, Angelo tells me a story about you at know, Broken Hill, you or something like that, and you, you shouted the whole town. You were driving through in your caravan with you and Ange, doing a taravan? Winnebargo, yeah, yeah,
0: man. Yeah. Winnebargo a, win a, win a trip, yeah. yeah oh, and been out of Wilcannia a few times, and done a few things out there and helped fit their gym out with a few bits of equipment. Then called through, we were driving, H and I, the mad dog, we are driving across in my old sponsor, Hank's Winnebargo. He said, Greeny, you can take this for a trip anywhere around Australia for as long as you want, but when you're finished, drive it to WA and sell it for me, mate. So we did that, yeah, called through Wilcannia, been through there a few times. and. Um, yeah, we had, a, we had a Mother's Day there, had a great day, had a magic day, a memorable day mate,
1: yeah. beautiful people out there. I remember old oh, mate, yeah, the only thing you wouldn't buy, he said, the only one he wouldn't buy is he said, a pack of, oh, mate wanted you to buy him a pack of this mate, he, he wanted said, a
0: carton of fags, he said, you know, not buying your fags boys, yeah. let's go, we went down and bought bought, um, bought a heap of piss, yeah. and um, you know, yeah. whether that's the right thing to do or not, I'm not going yeah. make fun yeah. of life's life, and yeah. we had a great day and went back, it was Mother's Day and they had a barbecue. And, bringing the boxes of, of piss in, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, where do we, because we're in Winnebago, I said, can I borrow your car? I wanted mm-hmm. to the grandma, who was kind of the boss there. She goes, yeah, take a car. I said, before I knew it, there was about 10, 10 of us in the car, <laughs> and we're driving through the back, down they take me all the, all the, all the laneways mm-hmm. through little canyon mm-hmm. to get to the, to the bowling club mm-hmm. which sold the piss. And he's this bloke is on my shoulder, I said, what are you doing, get, get off, get, get, get away from me, you're too <laughs> close. He goes, get couple couple, a, I'm kind of fags green. He said, no I'm, no, I'm buying your fags, no, mate, we'll buy a piss. Yeah, I'm yeah. buying your fags, though. Yeah. Yeah, it was be a good day, mate. It
1: was great. And he tells me plenty of stories, funny, used, used to together. There's a, that just always, and this is what I like to get at, used to training, you know, I've seen the videos of his doing focus pads and he has to do a dance move and you have to do a dance move and then you just get back into it. He's that type of funny guy, isn't he? Ang? Mate, he's um he's got a lot of energy. He's a very intelligent
0: guy, you know. People, people, because he's he's got that ochre accent. Yeah, oh. hey, go, on, mate. You know, mm-hmm. here you Stop. He's got that very ochre accent, so mm-hmm. people assume that he's you know this country bump canoe you, yeah. you know uh, has a, he's a very intelligent person yeah. he's in t- in, his intellect is high Yeah, um, you know he's dyslexic to a degree like he looked the, at the at the menu and he was all oh, okay. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the veal paramagui <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Said, what's that mate he yeah, goes yeah. Oh, the, the, the paramagui <laughs> I said what are you talking about H he goes that one there I said that's parmesana, <laughs> mate he's the best but um, yeah he's a very intelligent guy the amount of people that he speaks to on a daily basis that he doesn't know very well that are struggling yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll ring people all the time and just keep in touch them. just check in on them because he knows they're struggling he's got mm. a heart of gold that bloke he's, he's a very mm. different person his persona I don't think truly um, acknowledges who he is as a person as a real, as the, the true human being that H is, he's a very compassionate, very
1: caring, very supportive. Mm. Um, you know, he's, 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 he's a very good man. For me it was, like I sat in jail, I wanted to kick off the voice of a survivor and help Survivors Institute. And one of the dreams was getting involved in a boxing gym. And I talk about this story a lot. And uh, so I met Ange, started hanging around the gym, and he sent me over. Not only get involved in the boxing gym, he sent me over to Manchester, to cor- corner for Bruno Tarima and a world title eliminator in front of 12,500 people. Like, far out, what an experience, one of the best experiences of my life. In between rounds, 12,500 people singing Oasis songs, like, fuck, oh, wow, mind-blowing. And to give me that experience, I'm forever grateful, you know. And what I see with knockabout blokes getting out of jail, they're welcome at his gym, he's got a place for him to stay, and you know, just go and do a bit of farm work, man. Not many people like that. Not many people too accepting of others like that. Non-judgmental. There should be, man, because it's a funny thing, Russ, you know. <clears throat> You're talking about me a lot, but
0: people go to jail, mm. and then they get out of jail, depending on what the crime is. You're a rock spider, should never let it out. You shouldn't have even shut. fucking gone in there. should be, you know, yeah. should be strung up. But people who get let out of jail, they do their time, but then they have to serve that sentence from, from uh, I guess, perspective of many, they have to serve that sentence f- mm. forever. It's like, well, what's the point of going to jail? If you've done your time, you should get out. That's it. You've done your mm. time. You, you should be welcomed back into society. Well, what, then what's the point of putting people in jail? Sure. Depending on the... There's some people who yeah. should... Never. Oh, I
1: believe that many people should be, should be, you know... shot Put
0: Pumped out in the pasture, up.
1: mate. Put them down. Let them go. My girl's big on it. Like, I do posts on social media and I get these fucking stiffs that jump on there and go, oh, how do you feel about your victims? And and she gets filthy about it. She'll go, he's done his fucking time. He's apologised a thousand and one times. Do you want a thousand and two? Is it going to make a difference? You know, he does this work with survivors. It's ameliorated. It's balanced out these days. How much do you want him punished?
0: I guess it's a fine line, Russ. You know, from the victims, they'll be like, well, you know, look what I've done in my life. But then it's, what's the point of having people incarcerated? If if you're going to incarcerate them, there's... When they get out, you know it's the time's done. They got to move on. They got to be welcomed back in and, and start becoming productive in, in their mm. own community and, and getting on with their own lives, They've paid their penance. Like yeah. I said, depending on the crime, some crimes, yeah, I, I, I agree. some crimes I couldn't forgive. Mate. Yes, I same. just couldn't forgive.
1: You know, Greeny, you've got a passion for the knockabout. Like I'll go to Perth, I'll go to Perth, and you'll be you'd be holding a patch for some bloke that's got you know enemy number one by the so-called government over there you know what I mean you, and you always make yourself accessible to people that you know haven't always had the ideal, ideal life or, and that sort of stuff and that you you know you resonate with them you and put people at ease non-judgmental it doesn't you know what I mean? That's an that's amazing ability to to do that. Where does that come from? It comes from my old man. You know, he mm. said, "Don't you know? Don't
0: judge people." I think his dad wasn't you know terribly judgmental of blokes and people in general. And you know, at his funeral, there was a, such a wide array of people. Mm. You know, his funeral was a celebration. Yeah, it was a magic day. When I say a magic day, as far as a funeral goes for our father, I think it was a magic day. Yeah, everyone's we all living celebration
1: normal. of life. It was a
0: celebration. There was such a. A diverse mix of people in that crowd mm. you know there's a real wide ranging uh, bunch of crew in that crowd um and for me that was testament to my father because he didn't really judge and 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 you know he's raised me everyone's got a story yeah listen to their story so i've learned not to judge so quick and just be like oh like everyone else and go oh, fuck he's done this and he's done that and fuck him right there's a reason why many people and your own story russ many been I'm, I'm i'm not I'm no expert, man. I'm not talking from experience, but there's a reason why many people had their lives turned upside down and then, in turn, have unfortunately turned other people's lives upside down. But if where there's an action, there's a reaction. Many people that are in jail, I assume, have had uh, horrendous experiences and traumatic experiences that has helped shape where they are and what they've done and where they, wh- why they do it and mm. people are too quick to judge and, and not listen to people's stories and we have about the amount of times that our government and, and, and big business are, are committing massive crime on a daily basis swept under the carpet under everyone's noses and no one gets to hear about it yet a bloke who goes down the shop and might he might, might lift some, some TVs off the back of a truck and then sell them because he needs to feed his kids or needs medication to feed his sick child and he's pinched and the next minute he's doing it, he's, he's in jail. Yeah. How's that fair? Yeah. And, and there's so many stories, or some blokes make a fucked up wrong decision or they're addicted to drugs and their lives turn upside down, they're turning other people's lives upside down, but they're addicted to drugs. A lot of them addicted to drugs for a reason, to hide the pain and the trauma that they've been through. So this whole... Notion of Jail etc and, and rehabilitation I think um, I'm, I don't have the answer But it's not Black and white If someone does something wrong Fucking rock them up And throw away the key
1: I'm a believer in If you hurt women or children Mate you're gone I think it's an eye for an eye Yeah yeah For sure I'm, I'm a big believer in it I like the way the black fellas Do it out in the desert mate I don't know payback.
0: whether I'd be able to I don't think I I don't know I wouldn't be able to forgive anyone if something mm. happened someone took someone someone took my kids from me I, I'm not going to forgive them no. I can't forgive it's unforg- I don't give a fuck what mm. you've been through man
1: yeah. but so is the underlying issue Danny the whole underlying issue you show me a violent person and I'll, I'll, I'll find an underlying issue of some sort of traumatic event show me a highly addicted drug addict and in the work I do we've got like you know you know, we got 60% of the jail population has been affected by some sort of trauma, whether it be sexual, physical or intergenerational, you know. And our way of society of judging those people, you, you get sexually abused, the government, under government watch, you go before their courts, they tell you what a bad person you are and what a horrible person you are and you must be punished and given sentences to deter you from reoffending. offending but the pedophile walks free. That's not
0: justice. Yeah, it's... Cooked, mate If we go in this rabbit hole We'll spend the whole time Getting angry Talking about it Yeah, for sure, for
1: sure. And, You know, my
0: buddy Close mate of mine Nathan Brooks um, he's He worked in juvenile um, mm. Detention He worked there as a, as a, as a um, I wouldn't call it a screw I think it was more no, a Social no, They're called social workers, yeah But he had so much respect From the boys in there And predominantly Indigenous boys mm. in there His two sons are, You know, their mother's Indigenous mm. So he's had so much Respect from the from the young boys in there, and, and, and there's some hardcore criminals in there, there's some murderers in there that are young kids, but you know, majority of them, their story is is they've been brought up, they've been dragged up, not brought yeah. up. So, yeah, you know, and they and then they're put into a system, and then there's twelve year olds, and now it's changed. Now these twelve year olds are treated like like adult criminals, yeah. and they're locked up, solitary confinement, etc., treated like dirt. Mm. And now he's not there anymore, and these kids are these kids, they need men like Brooksy in there. A, won't take an ounce of shit, mm. but will discipline them, but we will talk to them, listen to them. Like, mm. you know, there'd be riots. They couldn't get them off the roof. They've torched someplace. They couldn't get in. Brooksie walk in there and go, hey, boys, what happened? What's wrong? What, what's going on? Why are you doing this? Not, mm. you know, hey, get the fuck down. And I understand the folks mm. who go going, get the fuck down too. Mm. They've got a job to do, but there's a way to do it. And I've had so many guys come up to me over the years at my gym in Warwick, mm. which is, you know, near a pretty hard area, pretty tough area. And a lot of kids, particularly Indigenous folks, walk past me in the pram. They have a couple of kids in a pram, young missus, and they'll go, "'Hey, Granny.' I'll go, yeah, mate, there you go. They go, yeah, mate, you don't know me. My name's Giles. So I'm, mm-hmm. You know, I was um uh, I was inside with Brooksy. Uh, so I, at um, Hill. yeah, I was in there for like three years. And, you know, just tell Brooksy, I want you to tell Brooksy, um, you know, I'm working now my second year doing my apprenticeship. You know, we've got a house together and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm married. I've got two kids. And just let him know, mate, how much of a, a positive impact that man had on my life and all the blokes in there. He's got a lot of respect from us, mate, and just thank him from me. I've had that on many occasions, mm-hmm. you know, so – learned from my mate Brooksy as well as my old man is not to judge people yeah. everyone's got a story I mean if you're a scumbag you're a scumbag but yeah. everyone makes fucking mistakes yeah just just scratch yeah. the surface and you'll find it you'll find there's a there's a person in there and there's a reason why that person's the way they
1: are I th- for me I, I found when we addressed the trauma fucking I, I turned all productive member i tell you, I employ 14 people man it just goes to show when you put that right treatment into these people you can get good people or so-called they're normally good people but it just flows yeah. out you know what I mean and, you know, I'm big on it. I'm, I'm trying to do prison reform. And, and you know, I mean, you, you've always had my back with this sort of stuff. And, you're, and this is where we're going into your accessibility. You're always like, a girls a got cancer, you'll do a video for me. Um, like, you know, we just as we come in one of the boys rang me from jail, you jump on the phone, hey, mate, our way Words of encouragement. You're always, I don't know, you're one of these blokes that is always encouraging people to be better.
0: I'm lucky to, to you know, when I say lucky, I'm fortunate, like I said, to have been out of identify that i had a, a bit of a gift and and and, and, and i loved fighting and i love boxing i love the sport and all i wanted to do was be a fighter and i was able to identify that i had a gift i was you know mm. I had some physical attributes and some mental a bit fucking tapped so i was able to <laughs> do the sport and, and and then achieve a bit of a profile and then people reach out to me and want to say "More nine times out of ten everyone's so good mm. it, you know and how can i how can i not you know give someone a birthday wish or a world wish if if especially the young child's not going to make it you know yeah. that's the least
1: i can and do it makes such a difference to people like i i, I said to you once i said about like, cause i've been over in perth mate you are fucking it's like the parting of the red sea when you walk down the fucking road down over there and um, i'm said, all washed up now us and i was saying that um mate you, you know you could if you ran for politics over there you'd romp it in but the thing you said <laughs> to me is i can't bullshit people I couldn't do politics, mate. I'd get too angry. Yeah. I, I don't have the temperament for politics. I'd want
0: to fucking slap the person that's, that's lying to me right into my face. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, politics wouldn't be my go. I find it puzzling that someone is in this country elevated to a top position, yet often they've got there through scurrilous behaviour. That's
1: crazy. I look at the bikey laws that they've introduced over in Western Australia. Just That's a classic example. So they're convincing people in this world country that bikies pose a bigger threat than pedophiles that's fucking brainwash
0: why are many bikies in gangs and why many bikies that's have many people issue. gone down that path into that world as you said you know the underlying issue what what trauma have they experienced to, to, mm. to make them want to or to force them or that's the only avenue they have to get love and friendship and, and camaraderie mm. and, 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 and
1: you know uh, support with that with that club I don't think Troy will mind mention Troy McCanty over there is like a father figure to these african street gang kids and he and he, he basically controls this mate he over there stopped so much street crime over there you know what i mean like i've been with him out at dinner and the way he treats his boys is like a father figure and guys like troy everyone makes mistakes everyone fucks up everyone mm. does
0: the wrong thing um but if there's more good and bad then that should be encouraged and mm. yeah you know you go out the and yeah he's couldn't people go you know he's that fucking nice and polite and, and oh. humble and down to earth yeah yeah everyone makes mistakes and uh, i i believe that the police should and not that they're ever going to do it because they wouldn't work with and both wouldn't both wouldn't work with each other yeah. but they could learn a lot from 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 some of the some of the empires that are run by criminals mm. in this country in the world mm. extremely intelligent mm. extremely intelligent you know there's there's a lot to
1: learn i interviewed gary jubel on the homicide squad copper and and boxing uh aficionado um and how much how similar we were in a lot of our ways i've had a bit to do with the with the military when well, i say military Sorry, mm-hmm. i've
0: had you know i've been involved having had um a lot of former and current sas guys um as security yeah. and then um been involved with the police and had to had to deal with the police over the years and so i've had a good relationship mm-hmm. with the police I've been better to mm-hmm. um you know so but I look back and go i kind of see these because i was as a young kid i was Easily influenced and, and kind of was grab, almost wanted to go that yeah, you way. You could have been if it wasn't I for your dad. Wanted eh? that way, yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably would have, you know, I would have disappointed my dad too much. Mm. But it was always Fuck it that's it's exciting, you know, mm. and all these but you know, mm. the fight, the boxing the combat world, well, it's what you, it's what it's surrounded by. So it was very hard to fucking not drift across to that that part of it. So I was very fortunate that I had a father figure in my life. That would have been horrendously disappointed if I'd chosen to take that path. Yeah. For the fact that he knew I knew better. Yeah. So, um, you know, but I've had a, you know, so with the the police and stuff, it's, you know, I know that... Many of the guys um, that are that are locked away and they they going, fuck the police. Mm. The police are you know animals and they're just mm. as bad. I'm, I'm I'm without doubt there are yeah. many that are scumbags and, and and fucking. But there's more good yeah. and the people and a lot and a lot of these bozos in the community go oh, fuck the police. Well, mm. You're the first guy that's going to call triple zero in a crisis anyway. <laughs> you mug hundred percent. So you know you should have some respect. Yeah. And I and I and I look at guys. I know a lot of guys you know who are straight mm. up and down fellas who 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 do so much good in the community that you know that are. Police. So, look, mate. It's a very, it's a grey area with the government, with the police, with organised crime, etc. There's a lot of greys and there's mm. a lot of, there's a lot of opinions and there's a lot of things. I just, you know, what, if you're a good person, you're a good person. You're a good person. I guess too, being around boxing for so long and being around the karate game and everything, a lot of guys that were involved in it and that were running it or around it and, and, and you know on the side and the mm. peripheral part of it from the underworld and, you know, criminals and mm. gangsters and bikies and all that mm. stuff. So you've been around that for it's so the long. It's melting pot,
1: isn't it? Boxing, isn't
0: it? Yeah, boxing. It's the epicentre yeah. of all that stuff. So yeah. being around it and being around those people and knowing what goes on, or not what, you know, knowing that, being mm. in that game for so long, you know, myself and yourself obviously haven't been in cash for so long yeah. and been around, you know, high-end, for high-end, like, you know, fucking heavy criminals mm. for so long. Your look, outlook's different to my look, but a lot of people's outlooks, they don't have, they don't. They're not surrounded by the 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 stuff that I've seen, or you know, the good people I've met that have just made poor choices. Yeah. But they're fucking good blokes, and they're good yeah. people. Yeah. They made poor choices, or they've been forced into that world because of circumstance, or horrendous mm. upbringing, yeah. or horrendously traumatic experience. Being raped by some piece of shit, they get to walk free. Yeah. They should be, you know, they should have his fucking tongue cut out and and, and shoved in his ear. Mm. It's terrible. So I've been fortunate enough to see both sides of the yeah. story, you know, with the government and, the, you know, the police and mean So I see, I see the good and bad in a lot of things. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people just go, right, that's bad, no, nah, don't want it, lock him away. Whereas I've
1: kind of, no, that doesn't work that way. There's a reason that bloke's like that and he deserves support and help. It's a special kind of person that can sort of interact in those both worlds and just see it with an open mind. It's amazing.
0: And you know, many people
1: go, Your eyes are shut, mate. Well they're not your My eyes are pretty
0: wide open, but um, yeah. I just know that there's good people in all worlds, mate, yeah, and there's sure. bad people in all worlds.
1: Alright, let's talk about the rematch with Mundine. Let's how long after was the rematch? How long? I think it was May 26, thousand and six,
0: <clears throat> the first fight, and then we had the rematch. Feb 3, 2017. Yes. So longer than 10 years. Yeah, yeah. 10 and a half years. Waning in bated anticipation for it to happen? No, or? no. kind of, I, I, you know, I, I, look, the domestic scene here, there was such a big thing, Choc and I. It was massive. And the rematch was there for years. And Chock's going to dispute this, but, man, we, we should have done this. We three, three or four fights we could have had four fights if we'd done the rematch mm. a year after he could have gone and done something else and we had a rematch two years or mm. even three years or four years or even five but not ten mm. too late to go again after ten like I was an old guy I was, I was a month off turning 44 Jock was 42, That's that's. No, I'm not a young man. Mm. But I always had in the back of mind the rematch has to take Were you retired place. at that stage? Hadn't retired. I fought Cameron um, in Melbourne, Shane Cameron, Cameron. Hard fight, really yeah. good fight, tough man. Yeah. Had a great fight with him. New Zealander, yeah? Yeah, big tough Kiwi man, good dude Shane. And so, we fought, and then I didn't fight for two and a half years. And I thought, you know what, this rematch is going to happen. The Chuck went on with his, carried on with this thing. He's going to fight Floyd Mayweather and fight in America, all this stuff. And went down in weight division, like man, and, you know, it was getting tiring. But I was like, it's got to happen. I know he's going to fight the rematch, so I want to keep him in condition because I'm not going to have him jump me and then you know hoodwink me and go, let's have a fight in two months' time. And people go, oh, you only fought for money. Yeah, that's right, because that's what my job was. Mm. I, the price right? I wasn't a volunteer. Yeah, you know, I volunteered shitloads of my time for many many years but this well, I wasn't a volunteer so yeah I'll find my prize fighter I get paid to fight and as a prize fighter you want to take the biggest fucking pra- the biggest fights mm. which pay you the most so all these fools who go I just did it for money it's like no shit you imbecile <laughs> and so um yeah we, we eventually got the fight on and it took ten years it was you know and I come down I was walking around 87 kilo and Chuck was walking around telling me he was walking around, telling people he was walking around at 75, 78, which is bullshit. Oh. He's walking about 80 kilo. Was it catch weight? Catch weights. eighty catch 80. weights
1: an agreed weight, isn't it?
0: Well, it's in between weight divisions. But, yeah. so it, And it's such a massive jump from light heavy to cruisers, 20 pound, 25 pounds. Yeah. So we met at 83. Now I still had to boil down to get to 83. Yeah. And when I boil down, everyone knows I don't put on weight after a fight. I I, I weighed in at 83, and I got it on my phone here in the video the night. I jumped on the scales of me jocks, jumped on before I walked out to go to the venue, and it was 83.6 or 83.8. I'd put on 800 grams. I filmed it on the night of the fight and said, there you go, you fucking idiots. Telling me I'm going to put on 10 kilos. I'll have 10 kilos. I might have had three kilos on chalk on the night. That's it.
1: It's
0: not a lot. It's nothing. Mm. Anyway, he was two years younger, and and you know I say like, well, you're younger than me. You know mm. you you move better. I'm an old I'm older than you. Mm. There was no advantage really at mm. all. Um, I had to come down. I had to lose four kilos to get down to eighty three, four and a half kilos. Mm. Yeah, which wasn't easy because I was skinny man. Mm. So I fought twice um, before that, and then they had the rematch with Chuck. We finally we finally agreed to terms. Um, again, it was a piece of ca- piece of paper, mm. easy to deal with. Shook hands with coda. met Chuck at the airport. Because I wanted to hear it come out of Chocks' mouth. Because plenty of times over the years he'd said to me, "Mate, this is what's going to happen. We'll fight, yeah, yeah." And it fell through. I'm like, oh, come on, mate, give me a break. Let's just do this. Mm. You want it? You know, it's the only fight out there for you that's going to make you the coin you're after. Mm. And it's re- it's a real fucking fight. Mm. You know, it's real. That's what made it. That's what made it pop again because it was real. People knew we did, we, we 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 wanted to There's get a each big other. Huge build
1: up to it, wasn't it? It was, it was huge.
0: Out of that Oval, like, iconic position. You know. And um and then, so yeah, yeah we yeah, met yeah. at the airport and did it, shook hands and, and someone took a photo some some someone from there took a photo and showed me and Chok at the air, chock at the airport but Chuck literally came over sat Cata, Cata was there I was here Justin was with me as well just to make sure you know we get all on paper get all you know official he was there not that he needed to be but just you know Justin Molly has been with me my whole career. He's my right-hand man in my career. As far as, you know, um, contracts and managing goes, etc. everything I run by Molly. And so and him and Cody get on very well, and he's been Molly's head of Grand Machine Boxing. So he was there as well, and Tony Mundine was there, and then Chuck walked over and, and stood there and said, Chuck, yep, yeah. he said, mate, let's do it. I said, you're going to fight eh? said, this is it? He goes, yep, yeah, let's do it, let's get it on. That was it, and he walked off. That was it. That's all you needed. That's yeah. all, that's all you knee here. All right, boom, we're on. So then... I had a fight in Melbourne. Um, after that, about three weeks after that, it's so a lot of pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, won that fight. Um, so yeah, and the fight was 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 on Adelaide Oval, and um, it was yeah, you know, it was it was hard. I would have liked to do a lot of it, but for a couple of old boys, we put on a pretty good show. Yeah, you know, we put on a pretty good show. And then there was Chalk should have been disqualified. He mm-hmm. knows it, and if he deep in his heart he knows if that was me doing it to him, it would I would have been disqualified. I don't mm-hmm. know why he wasn't. The referee was a fucking goose. And panicked and didn't know what to do. He was out of his depth. He was an overseas referee. I think he was from Mexico. Mm. Out of his depth. He should have been instant disqualification. My hand, my right hand, it's on video, clearly for everyone to see. My right hand's pinned because the referee has got my arm pinned behind here and his hand's here. So the referee's holding that arm. Choc's behind me there. He's there. He's here. Mm. And in my hand is, my left arm's here. And Choc's standing behind me. The referee's got both his hands on me and he's saying that's it boys break um, you know a uh, uh, break and whatever separate and the ref taught me and then all of a sudden and so then as a fighter you're trained I'm trained to go and just relax if I can get two or three seconds of respite to bring my heart from this to this it's a big difference and you've got 30 minutes to, to try and regulate your breathing because yeah. your oxygen intakes everything to mm. performance so as soon as a ref comes over as soon as a ref puts his hand on you that's it you can't be touched mm. and he's Dickheads going, oh, protect yourself at all times. These fucking imbeciles who commentate, they know who they are. Mm. They're fools. Protect yourself at all times. What? When my hands are pinned, the referee's pinning one hand. Both hands are on me, and he's behind me. I got to protect myself. Mm. I can't protect myself. What do I want to do? Close my eyes. That's all I could fucking do. Mm. Next minute, bang, left hook slams home. I'm gone. I'm, I, I thought I'd been, you know, wobble. I'd been, i hit with a fucking chair. Mm-hmm. Bang! Didn't know what I was. Fucking staggered. I was gone. That fight, he, he should have been instantly disqualified, mm. at least taken a point off, mm. and give me five minutes to recover. But the referee was so out of his depth and so fucking stupid that he didn't take a point off. Because any foul before the fight, he's saying one uh, a point off for illegal low blow. I take a point off. But any, any he said any foul I'll take a point off, illegal foul I'll take a point off. Mm. Didn't take a point off. As everyone's flipping out, the whole stadium's freaking out now. You're going, what's going on? It's all over in, in 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 one minute. It was the first minute of the fight. Mm. And everyone's wigging out, and I, I'm I'm cooked. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going on. And I just remember this. The only thing I remember is a referee going, turning around. I'm talking. I'm looking at the doctors or something. I'm I'm, I'm buzzing. I'm severely concussed. Mm-hmm. I'd sat down because I fuck was fucking took a took took a seat because I don't know where I was. Anyway, I remember hearing the referee say, "That's it. I'm calling it off." He said that, mm-hmm. and I heard that and freaked, and just went no no great uh, i think i grabbed him i said no no i'm okay i'm okay i'm fucking good my mind went switched on so that's how hyper vigilant you are when you're at your peak physically and mm-hmm. me me you know i'm fucking switched on when it comes to some things and i was so hell bent on winning this fight because i waited 10 years because i knew i was going to get the boat mm-hmm. and then he goes i want to call it off i'm like i'm okay i'm okay Fuck, i'm all right, I'm right so i just went i'm okay okay basically just hoodwinked the referee and think i'm okay yeah and then got back, to, got back to fighting and just kept the distance. But Chok should have jumped on me because he had me fucked. I mm. was gone. If he jumped on me, he would have put me away because I was buzzing, man. Mm. I, was, I, couldn't, I, I was out of it. And then I won the first five rounds. How do you win five rounds? Chok, how do you win five rounds when you just concuss me from behind? Mm. After the fight, he had, he had a good round eight, nine. I won round ten. Mm. And then I won round six and round seven. And then after the fight, because I didn't knock Chuck out, I won the fight. I got the decision, won the fight, mm. and um, you know it was uh, it was it was a, it was a very satisfying moment. Right? Mm. And then the and then the next day, you know, Chuck went into salvage mode, and oh, I won the fight. And I, you know, oh, I got ripped off. Like you didn't get ripped off. Anyone with half a brain can see who won the fight. But then you go to the punch stats on Boxrec, on BoxRec, on, on on CompuBox, mm. and they read out every punch thrown, every punch landed by each fighter: power punch, jabs, body shots, you name it. Our punch in two to one and out-landed him with power shots almost two to one. It's fucking clear to see. And and the thing for me is that I've got that W for the rest of my life. Mm. I would have liked to knock Chok out. Not because I want to hurt the bloke. It would have been nice to put a stamp on it. But I'll put a stamp on it with W. No mm. problem. Yeah, it would have been satisfying, that, because the attention and that was involved. In it was very satisfying, mate. To end, to end my career with a victory over Chok, who was a domestic rival, but our rivalry will go down in history. We had... I think it's the biggest rivalry that boxing's had in this country, and, and I'm not—I'm I'm, 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 I'm inflating us both here, but it was without doubt, and, and the mm. fights were, were were huge, and we both played a part, an integral part in each other's careers. Without Chock in my career, it wouldn't have been as big or as exciting, and likewise with Chock, you know, mm. I think he—I think he understands that, and, and we've got a great deal of respect for each other, um, and, a, and a lot of love for the man um, because he's enhanced my life and I think I've enhanced his yeah. in areas too so for that forever will be intertwined our, our lives and careers will always it? be yeah. intertwined and now it's good we've come
1: out the other end of it with respect for each other and love for each other and that's how it should be. It is because when your name's mentioned you that mention, often that's mentioned mundane, yeah. and vice versa.
0: And I'm okay with that because he's a legend and his yeah. old man was a legend and, and like but that. all I know Russ... So I'm a better fighter, <laughs> and I got the W, the last W. So that's that's, what, that's all that counts. All
1: right, mate. What what are you up to today? What what are you up to these days? I, I went over your place over in um, over in Scarborough, mate. And you were off. you were off. you were hell bent to go down the Margaret River and just go surfing. Yeah, yeah. Kind of just you know pull the handbrake up a bit, Rust change mm. gears, just shift the of gear. And- what was behind that? Because I know you're you're in hot demand for corporate sort of stuff, and you know what what was what was that? You just had enough.
0: Uh, Mate, I'm, I, I think I'm pretty. In, I, I think everyone thinks I'm an intense character, and I'm always fucking like that. I guess <laughs> most times I've been interviewed on TV has been around fight times, so I am in an intense mode. But I'm, yeah. I, I, I like to think I'm a bit more fucking chilled and laid back. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty easy going, but I love my surfing. I've surfed my whole life, and you know I got to replace. You have to replace. I can't. I gave up drinking three and a half years ago, and. Best thing I ever did, but I got to replace. I need that adrenaline. I'm pretty hyperactive, mate. So mm-hmm. I need something that's going to keep my brain motivated and activated. Mm-hmm. And surfing and pushing my limits and surfing, mm-hmm. and the bigger waves and 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 that's keeping me um, that's keeping me on track. You know, keeping me on the straight and narrow. It's that's my drug, mate. It's the waves in the ocean. Everything revolves around the ocean. And I'm working. And I'm keeping busy. But just pull back again. I want to try and. I want to have my kids experience what it is to live in the country and, and a simpler life. It's it's just so easy. It's, it's a simple man, life and it's just magic and I get to, you know, surf when it's pumping and get to enjoy the, the, the great outdoors and, and just don't have as much stress, mate. And I really don't... The corporate world, yeah, it's all good and it's fantastic. I'm involved in it. But... Uh, I worked out that it's not really my world. Mm. I, I'm involved in business mm. and, and I've got nothing against it, but mm. I don't want to be consumed. I want, I, I want to live my life, mate. I don't want to be consumed by mm. trying to conquer and trying to be bigger and better. No, I'm all right. I got, I got what i got. I'm pretty cool with it. Archie, your son,
1: or Chloe coming here? want to be boxers. What, what would you say to them?
0: Chloe says she wants to. She's she was a very very good competitive swimmer. So she was a high level three time national champ at ten kilometre open, open water in the ocean. Yeah, she's yeah. a She's an animal. And she can punch too. Huh? Yeah, she can punch. She can punch like a mule and kick. Yeah, you know, she's tough too. She's a tough kid. Beautiful. Like she's my daughter, man. Yeah. I fucking love that kid. Um, and uh, she's so staunch. Such mm-hmm. a such a such a such a. You know, she's a, she's the kind of kid you want to have in in, in a crisis with yeah. So same with my son. Both my kids are very very. Look of their mother's, um, you know, genes with their loyalty. They're just staunchly loyal and fiercely protective. I love that about them, mm-hmm. um, among many other things. But yeah, Archie's, yeah, Chloe could box too. You know, she's got she can, she can whack and mm-hmm. she's got that determination. It's up to her. I'll support if she wants to, but only if she really wants to. And Archie, if he wants to do it, he he's he's got a ton of skill. He's fast. He's got that hand eye. He can whack. Well, he got big mitts like me, so he can dong. And um, you know, he's he's grown up with both my kids. Have grown up with fighting their whole life. Um, and uh,
1: would you encourage it would you like they said how? Like, Lachie's
0: would you- got to know how to fight Simple. You got to, mate. I said it's, mate. You're gonna have to, get, you're gonna have to know how to fight. And you, if you, if you, if you get in a fight here and there, I don't discourage it if it's a fair fight. And mm. you know, it is. You got a problem, and or someone's picking on you, and they're gonna have a go at you. Don't step back, mate.
1: Mm. You know,
0: don't look for it. But, yeah, but yeah, if he wants to fight, mate, yeah. I'll encourage it. But again, only if he wants to do it, yeah, only if he's real hungry. You know, like if he really wants to. Yeah. But if he doesn't really want to do it, and he thinks he has to because people are pressuring, because he's my son, I'll be like, nah, mate, I'm not gonna support that. I only support you if you kick my door down a fight mate. And if that's
1: yeah. the case, I'll be by your side. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's up to him mate. This is life. Can yeah. Chloe's boyfriend got the welcome to family mate. I've seen that on social media where he had to wear a body shield and <laughs> get the body punches off green. Yeah. Like he took it like a fucking thief.
0: So oh, Scotty boy, he's a good kid
1: mate. He's a good kid. I, 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 how I really, many punches were in that, Greeny? How many? How, how many? What was the agreement? How many times you hit him with?
0: Nah, him? he just he asked me. He goes, Greeny, Greeny, Greeny. He's like a liberal, This kid, he's just a you know big, beautiful kid. Hey, Greenie. he's always smiling, happy. Always wants to help out. He's a good kid, mate. Athletic too. Yeah. Athletic. is you know he's his um, his mother's indigenous, so he's got that black fella speed, that coordination, that hand eye. Like he throws a ball up. Fucking hell, he threw that about 100 metres, he hits a golf ball, you know, he kicks a footy, good footballer, throws a jab, like, if you boxed before? He's not much. Man, everything he does, surfing, I've never seen anyone take to surfing so quickly. Yeah, he's a good kid, mate, but I put the body shot, he goes, Granny, can I feel what it's like? I said, you sure? He goes, yeah, please, look, give it to you. I said, all right, no problem, I'll give it to you. And gave him, I gave him like eight or ten big ones, and I know how much it hurts and he never winced once. He copped him sweet, and he never went down. And I knew it was hurting him bad. It was eight body shots, but I knew it was hurting him bad. But he copped him sweet, and he shook my hand. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was great. And he's smiling like a Labrador. Now he's a beauty, mate.
1: Mate, great to hear the family's doing well. great to hear that you've got you know the peace and the tranquility that you that we all strive to achieve over there in Margaret River, mate. Um, dead set pleasure to have you here mate um, what a genuine person you are I love having you here mate, thanks for coming.
0: Appreciate it Russ thanks very much mate, and just a quick thank you to everyone out there um, who supported me over my career, um, you know, made my career so fulfilling knowing I had so many people backing me to win, so yeah, thanks heaps guys and Russ, appreciate having me on mate, thank you Thank you